This is Let's Finally Watch It, where one or both of us haven't seen a movie that you all saw probably decades ago, and for various reasons we've missed it. I'm Lauren Blair Donovan. And I'm Clark Knows. And today we're watching Breakfast at Tiffany's, which I think mm-hmm. both of us mostly have not seen. Very scant little uh, AMC uh, flipping yeah, through yeah, a yeah, channel yeah, yeah. or whatever. Yeah, no, I tried to watch it sometime in the past year, but before okay. we started this podcast... And I wow. made it about 10 minutes in. <laughs> oh, really? And I don't remember if I just had to go somewhere or if I just turned it off. I don't, but I didn't get sucked into it at all. Like I it literally, whatever, the, I don't think I actively didn't go back, but I forgot that I started it until we put it on the list of this podcast. And I was like, oh yeah, I recently attempted to watch it and I didn't. <laughs> yeah, it, it's... Uh... It's a classic, yeah, though. It's a classic. I mean, it's yeah. iconic. I think, I think the images are probably more. I think the images are definitely well, something that people. Did she start the whole little black dress thing? Oh, probably. Is that yeah. where that comes from? And I remember even IKEA was selling like a print. Sure. Of that sounds and right. It was. This print was like every office building I went to for whatever And it was reason, just her with like this. the sunglasses or yes. something, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. that print, yeah. But yeah, but anyways, and also we before we even started, we were talking about the song by mm-hmm. Deep Blue Nothing. Deep Blue Deep Something. Blue something. <laughs> Deep Blue Nothing is a better name. I Or maybe that could be, oh, Parody band. A parody band, yes. Yeah. Except <laughs> Cover for they band. only have one. Cover band. <laughs> they yeah, only play one, one song. song. <laughs> That's it. Over and over. Um, we are in sync today, though. Because, yeah, mm-hmm. you were, you started talking about it. I was yeah. like, I literally was just thinking about that as a hit play for our, our you know, yeah. YouTube filming. Right. Um, well, That's, like, what I know about the film for the most part, though. It's mm-hmm. like he and this, this guy from Deep Blue Something and some chick had nothing in common but they tried to save the relationship yeah. or friendship or whatever it is that he's singing about because they like some movie from the 50s is this a 50s movie i don't think it's 40s it's not it's not 40s i would say I late 50s early 60s maybe yeah. i think you're right yeah, yeah. okay I, that I sounds think right that's about it. but i uh but yeah deep blue <laughs> it is a weird song because it's like the world has gotten between us and i know i so I know a lot of people don't like this song. I know. Do you like, what do you think about this song? Um, <laughs> so, I don't, I don't like talking. have it on any of my nineties playlists, mm. so I don't really like it, but I don't like, I'm not like, Oh my God, turn it off. It's Dave mm-hmm. Matthews satellite. We got to turn it off. <laughs> like, you know, like that's no, a, ne- so no. like I can tolerate it. Mm-hmm. Like if you played it in the car, I wouldn't be making okay. fun of you. Sure. It's so catchy. I might sing along, yeah. but I don't, I don't, 
really care about the song at all. So like, at all. So it's so weird because I think when we were talking about... Okay, I don't know why we're talking about this song for so long. <laughs> Sorry, I know this is not what this podcast children, is about. 90s children. It's imprinted right. in us. This is our first introduction to the movie. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. I definitely. That's what it is. Yeah. Um, when I was thinking about this era, the, I really like this song, but I didn't really like like... Uh, what what are what the Third Eye Blind? Uh, yeah, Matchbox Twenty. I didn't like any of those bands. Right, but this is I think relatively in the in that vein. But for whatever reason, I really like it. I can tell you why I like it. I think actually. why? Because I remember one time I was at J.C. Penney's with my friend and my friend's mother, mm-hmm. and we were walking around in J.C. Penney, and um, my friend's mom. She had the the circular from JCPenney, like the catalog or whatever. Mm. And the song came on and she was just walking and she wasn't, she didn't even know we were around. We were Mm. originally in like the kids or like our teenager section. Mm -hmm. And I remember the song was on and no reaction until the chorus. And then I said, and she jumped. She did like a little jump and she like crinkled her um her uh catalog she didn't even know we were looking at her but it was just like wait was it an angry jump or was it like like, yes like she's like and then i said Uh what about (laughs) breakfast at and she just that's uh, funny yeah it really got her so ever since then i think i've had a really soft spot in my heart for the song music Anyways, can do yeah. that if there's a good ma- there's so yeah. many songs i've hated but then it played at like a wedding or like w- with my friends during the summer when we were back from college and we all just were drunk and singing along or whatever mm-hmm. and it's like oh yeah. i like the song now in I'm this a fan. context i'm right. a fan yeah. it is a happy memory associated with it yeah but back to the movie what do you think this movie is about like what's or what's your knowledge about what this movie is because like it's in culture the literal only thing I know. <laughs> deep blue nothing. <laughs> deep blue nothing. Um, the the black dress that right right uh, right. Audrey Hepburn's wearing. Audrey yes. Hepburn. Audrey Hepburn. Um, George Papard, I think, is in it. He is from the A team. Okay. I think. I think. See, I might even be wrong about that. And mm-hmm. I know that there's a racist, a very racist character. Played by Mickey Rooney. Rooney. Did we confirm that last we time we confirmed that. Out? Which, he's my birthday twin. He was also born yeah. on September 23rd. He's, I know this because I'm a creepy girl and I go to graves all the time. And he's he pretty grave, yeah. prevalent at Hollywood Forever. But, um, yeah, he, yeah, uh, very, so we're in the indie improv community. Mm-hmm. And there's an all-Asian <laughs> improv yeah. team called misco lately and it's even though i have not seen this movie i understood from the jump yeah that it's a nod to the racism right. of the Mickey Rooney role. and i think it's the most hilarious taking back the power yeah absolutely name i've ever heard yeah like, good ever. Job. like even having not seen it because that part's so in culture and like mm-hmm. Even talked about before I've, before we've tried to yes. be woke as a culture. Like that was sort of maligned for a really long time. At least that's what yeah. I always heard. So um, there's so many improv names that are like better than others. But like that's pretty up it's there for me. Good. Like and yeah. I haven't even seen the movie. So I can only imagine how much I'm going to like appreciate. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm like I'm <clears throat> getting ready to cringe about that. But that's at least about we all know, I know. At least we yeah. know going in Imagine though. if we didn't. From what I've seen, I think I've seen that scene. 
and I think I've seen a clip yeah. of it on some and like countdown of like worst something right. or another. <laughs> I don't um, know. Uh, uh, most racist moments <laughs> in, in Hollywood movies because it's Only bad. On e! It Entertainment is really bad. Yeah. Right. And, and also being played, especially being played by a, a white actor. My goodness. Especially yeah. a piece of shit like Mickey Rooney. Because I think he's a bit bad dude, right? I don't know. I think he, uh, you know, <laughs> it's, you know, it's hard. He was a child actor. Yeah. And that doesn't excuse stuff, but I'm going to take a, not for this role, but for some of the mistakes he made in life, I guess I'm going to take a little bit of a sympathetic lens today and today only because we are filming in early November and Aaron Carter died this weekend. Oh yeah. And, you know, it doesn't make any kind of abuse valid, but I think it's important to talk about why people don't turn out the way they do in a vacuum, so... Mm-hmm. I'm going to err on a sympathetic lens. But yeah, no, I don't think he was a good person to be married to. And I don't think his kids had a great relationship with him. I did a little bit of digging actually after we looked something up about him this Mm -hmm. weekend. But But anyways, yeah, it's weird that that's the only thing that I really know. And then I know that it's iconic. See, I know her name is Misko lately, I think, Isn't or is it, it yes. an or is it an alias? Because I know people now use it as an alias if they're famous and checking into hotels. So I know oh, that I that's where know. that comes from. Holly Miss Golightly. I Holly Golightly. That's a singer. Oh, but maybe that's her name. I kind of like know, Group Assault. Actually, yeah. The band is from Charlie that and might, the Chocolate you Factory. You might be right. Yeah. Um, I know that it must take place at Tiffany's in New York. I'm assuming mm-hmm. that that. Did they help put Tiffany on the Tiffany's on the map or like maybe I mean like I'm assuming yeah. it was already a thing before I feel like it's an old right. company but in terms of like solidifying I'm going to say it the basic bitchness of it like mm-hmm. I'm sorry I'm going to do a timeout mm. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to Okay weird heel to die on but okay As a millennial as a millennial like the uh-huh. Tiffany necklace or bracelet Sure was a thing and I never understood it. Yeah. It was the most boring piece of shit jewelry I've ever seen. It was just a chain with their like dog tag. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's definitely But that was like the coveted thing, mm-hmm. you know? And like Did their other jewelry is fine. No, it's just sterling silver. But it was like a oh, status I didn't thing. Know, I it was a status thing for that. millennial girls in the aughts. Oh, and I weird. was like, and I did get a keychain because it was gifted to me. That was the same thing. And it was very nice. I'm not knocking. And Tiffany's ads great jewelry. Like if you look at their actually interesting stuff, it's mm-hmm. cool. Oh, but sure. like, I'm not knocking the brand. I'm really not. But like, I'm just going to make fun of my generation a little bit mm-hmm. of women because I was just like, this is the most boring thing to be trending. Like, yeah. I just never understood it. And I still don't. 20 yeah. years later, 15 Sorry. years later, whatever, whenever it peaked. I don't know. Right. But uh, that's, yeah, that's the hill I'm going to die on. Uh, I'm going to blame <laughs> this movie for that because it's like the it more popular, be. but the more popular something is, the more watered down it yes. becomes and the more like I don't, yeah, I don't really trust people that um, wore that, and I don't trust people that wear coach bags with the coach emblems on it. Yeah, right. That's another story for another time. We'll wait for a movie yeah. about coaches, and I'll talk about that. I don't know what movie that would be, <laughs> especially um, relating to handbags. I'll forget about this. I'm just yeah. on a tear today. But I know that I think the song "Moon River" is in it. I feel um, like that's an iconic thing in this okay. movie. There's a landlord, I want to say. I have no idea what this movie is about. I have absolutely okay. no idea what this movie is about. I Okay, so I want to... I, th- I think in one additional. Okay. 
is that I think this is the genesis of the manic pixie dream girl. Is it? I think okay. so. I think people were like, okay. oh, that's the original. I don't know. We'll see. We'll I guess, see. Yeah. We'll but, see. I guess my 10 minutes of trying to watch it didn't yeah. prepare me either which way to have a comment on that. I hope it's funny, though. I mean, I, it, I think it's a comedy, I, right? Yeah, I don't think it's a drama. Is it like Tommy Boy funny? Probably not. Mm -hmm. But well, what is? It's <laughs> very fair. Yeah. Um, but it's yeah, I think it's supposed to be lighthearted, if nothing mm -hmm. else. Is it a rom com? Is it about? Is there a romance in this, or is this? I mean, I guess I would imply manic pixie dream girl. Yeah, I don't know. I only heard that whisperings of it, but like I. Didn't. I wonder though if she is if it's gonna be kind of like the other movies that we've watched from like yesteryears where it's like oh that had to crawl for it to run or walk sure. or whatever because I don't think it'll be as blatant as like any character Natalie Portman played you know it'd mm -hmm. probably just be the essence yeah that's what I'm gonna predict if that's what it is it's not gonna be like oh she was weird and doing stuff mm -hmm. for no reason like maybe but <laughs> I feel like <laughs> That got right. solidified later. I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. So, hmm. Do we think we're going to like this movie? Because <laughs> I have I, no idea. I don't know. I hope so. I do. I know I like Audrey Hepburn. I have seen her in a couple of other things. So, I'm hoping. You know what's that, so strange? Huh. I don't think I've seen an Audrey Hepburn movie. Maybe. Is it Funny Face with Fred Astaire? I cannot remember. I, I, I'm blanking on. But it's weird because yeah. I'm such an old Hollywood girl. Like Grace Kelly is my goddess. Like that's mm -hmm. the only deity I believe in. And and like I love Betty Davis. I love Fred and Ginger. Um, I I miss the Andre Hepburn phase though. Yeah. I don't know but what see, happened. This might even be a little later than that. I guess then. It, uh, yeah. No, because it was the 50s or 60s. Yeah. So. Yeah. But Marilyn Monroe was in the yeah, 50s. Grace yeah. Kelly was in the 50s. She's a 50s girl. Sure, she wasn't yeah. 30s. You know, she was born in the 20s. So. Yeah. I don't I, know. I, don't, I know yeah. Catherine Hepburn. I think they are related. I think they are. are they? I think they are cousins. Wow. They were. They're both dead. But. Um, okay. I might be wrong, but I do think there was. I remember being surprised to learn that and that people mm -hmm. don't talk about that enough. But I'll look yeah. that up before we watch or film yeah, we'll our re reaction. But. Um, but yeah, I like Catherine Hepburn. I don't know how I miss Audrey Hepburn. I don't, yeah, I don't, yeah. it, that should have been in my pocket, but it wasn't. So I can't even name what she was in, but yeah. She's, but I think yeah. famous for being Audrey Hepburn slash breakfast yeah. at Tiffany's. That's like the legacy, whether that's right or wrong. That's, mm -hmm. yeah. that's what people automatically recall yeah. her as. So. Well, maybe we'll be enchanted by her. I mean, that's, uh, yeah, I don't think yeah. anyone's knocked her performance. Yeah, so, I think so, yeah. Fingers crossed. So, yeah. I just hope that um, the most egregious thing will be that one the character. The yeah, character. of it all. But, um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. There could yeah. be. Sometimes where there's a lot of smoke, there's other smoke Smokes. hidden. You know what I yes. mean? But we're only paying attention to the big smoke. So there could be some small smoking. We'll see. Wow. Could you we'll imagine see. if there, it was like, oh. It was so much work, yeah. Yeah, or things that like were just kind of I doubt it. Used yeah. to, I don't know, but yeah. 
Well, cool. Buckle up for some class and racism. I think that's I think so. what we're I watching. Mean, yeah, I, I, I think it's a very small part, but yeah. Yeah, we'll but see. it seems like it's last. It's left a lasting impression. Right. Yeah. <laughs> There's no such wonder, thing as small roles. Just right, small actors exactly. that are racist. I wonder if it's even like even at the time, it caused a stir too. I, I don't know. I don't. I doubt it for I some reason. This wasn't that long after <laughs> internment camps. I, I don't. Know. I don't think people uh, would have been mindful mm-hmm. of any Asian culture, let alone distinguishing any different types of asian cultures so yeah well cool we're gonna buckle up and watch it watch with us and Mm -hmm. we'll be back in a flash and we are back we have both seen breakfast at tiffany's Mm -hmm. do you want to go first sir Okay. Like, um, or at least just your drive-by quick. The quick. Too long, uh, didn't read impression. Right, right. Yeah, it was. Uh, I personally think it was fun. Mm-hmm. I had a fun time watching it. I thought uh, the performances were good. I thought it was whimsical, and I could really see this being like the uh, genesis of the, like twee aesthetic. Yeah. Uh, definitely, and I mean, God. This could have come out of like the mid two thousands, like personally. To some extent, yeah, yeah. the twenty teens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really fun, but like also at the same time, it was a comedy, and I don't think I really funny. found myself <laughs> laughing out loud. And that's not to say I don't. There's plenty of things from this era that I yeah think are very funny, like the Odd Couple, and right, um, right. I, I'm, I'm it. Or uh, even a little bit before that, like I think I Love Lucy is still very funny. Yeah, exactly. Um, Some Like It Hot is from this era, and I, I think that's great. Um, but it did look, it looked great though. Mm-hmm. It was very pretty. I thought it was fun. I didn't like it as much as I thought I was going to. Um, what about you? Same. I didn't like it. I don't know what I thought. Like if I thought I was going to love it or not. I, I don't think I was, uh, you know, too optimistic. But. I liked it less than you. I don't really disagree mm-hmm. with any of your points, but I think I liked it a little less than you. Sure. I was not enchanted. I did mm-hmm. not have a fun time. Like parts of it I super appreciated. Don't get me wrong. And especially the performances were great. That was yeah. the best part yeah. to me. Um, I was really bored. Right. Yeah. So I was legit bored. And I like old movies. I like mm-hmm. black and white movies. Yeah. Like, call me like cultured if you must so this is not just like a old movie and i can't get into a thing like no this was brightly colored and i was pretty bored i was genuinely really bored no (laughs) i get that i mean because like like i was saying i don't think there was a moment where i just was like wow that is nothing was like witty i mean like it was witty like some of the dialogue was witty it was like fun there were definitely uh Definitely points where there were like specifics in there where I was mm-hmm. like, oh, that's fun and stuff like that. Yeah. And, but I mean, if you compare this to anything that was written by Neil Simon, mm-hmm. Neil Simon, I think, like, has, I mean, just way funnier 
uh, moments and mm-hmm. stuff like that. That's like the odd couple. And yeah, like, yeah. Uh, I don't think I'm super com- familiar with his work, yeah. but I know he's very revered. And, right. Yeah. And, and, the, and this is the same exact time period. Um, I, get, I, I guess one thing that we do have to say is that this is based on a book by Truman Capote. Which I didn't know until he told me during yeah. the movie. And I, and I think that that changes things in a lot of ways for some of these movies. Because I don't think we talked about this when we talked about The Godfather. It was mm. like a famous popular novel yeah. before. So, this yeah. is our third. Because we did The Shining, mm-hmm. The Godfather, and now Breakfast at Tiffany's. I don't yeah. think E.T. was a book. <laughs> I don't think right. that. Coming um, to America wasn't a book. Uh, yeah, no, I don't think maybe Wizard of, of Oz. I guess. Was oh dumb. yeah, that was yeah. But Never. that like yeah. so predates like <laughs> the book is older than our grandparents. Like yeah, yeah. no, it's like um, the nineteen tens. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, this is yeah. We haven't talked a lot about book culture versus movie mm-hmm. culture and what changes and what right. doesn't. Um, I'm not a big fiction reader, so I don't like I only, I'm a douchebag that only reads nonfiction. So I don't mm-hmm. think I would appreciate the book much better. But I can see how the world building oddly might be better in the book. Yeah. And make for like kooky novel characters. Whereas like this was my problem and this is sort of the thesis slash genesis of our podcast, where it's like do you have to see things in a timely manner? And that means either upon its release, which would have been literally impossible for the both of Mm -hmm. of us, we were not around in 1961, or do you have to see it before you hit the age of like 20, 25, like before your brain is fully formed, before culture and society and other tastes uh, beat you to the punch. And it's Mm -hmm. hard to have like um, appreciation for something that's maybe out of date like yeah. you can't be nostalgic about it because there's things about this that like seem like it's up my alley yeah you know? i sure. love fashion i love mid-century fashion uh-huh. uh twee ma it's like almost like pre-mod yeah, in a way is, yeah uh, i like eccentricities i like yeah. people who are eccentric but i just oh it, it was just kind of a i don't want to say it was a no from me because that sounds like i disliked it. i didn't dislike it it was just very meh very neutral to very me. neutral I was okay. not enchanted mm-hmm. didn't really care a lot about the characters i think i'm learning in this podcast how much i have to mm-hmm. really be hooked by characters sure to like a movie i don't care yeah. what the plot is i don't care about the acting i right. have to be able to wrap my head around yeah and I think I don't know. Yeah. No, that, I mean that makes sense because, like, because um, I think probably one of your favorite. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna mm-hmm. go out on a limb and say like Coco yeah. was probably one of the, and it's like really good like character development. One hundred percent, or even or the focused. Sandlot. I feel like the two mm-hmm. kid movies are my favorite, which I don't know what that says about me, but I am a professional puppeteer, mm. so this is weirdly on brand. I swear, mm. I don't have Arrested Development in other ways, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah. It, there's yeah because the sandlot had good character development yeah. you understood who each of the main boys were at least mm-hmm. and kind of what their point of view was i'm groundlings trained also and they're all about point of view at the comedy school that's the groundlings right. for anyone listening not in comedy world and that's changed the way i both present or try to approach acting roles as well as the stuff sure, i write yeah. so it just dings for me a little different and it's not that these characters weren't gr- amazingly developed like they they mm-hmm. had more character development than like uh, holly go lightly had more character development than like uh almost any other woman et's mom mm-hmm. uh shelly duvall's character in the shining mm-hmm. holly go lightly wasn't 
underdeveloped, mm-hmm. but she wasn't fl- like mm, it. I don't like the trope of mysterious to be mysterious, both in sure, real life and yeah. in movies. Yeah. And we didn't know anything about her backstory till later, which I get was mm-hmm. like the plot twist to an extent. Yeah. But it wasn't that shocking to me because most people that like are such a persona. It's always yeah. a facade and there's always some backstory that they mm-hmm. don't want to talk about. So like I wasn't right. shocked by. Yeah. It. Well, except for the I, fact that she got married at 14, which we'll circle back to. Okay. But yeah, that besides was, that little detail, I, I was like, oh, of course you come from bad upbringings. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, re- that really. We're going to circle Threw back. me through a loop. Uh, that threw me through <laughs> a loop. That's a different topic. I was sh- very shocked That's by a different that. topic. <laughs> Because we were talking about with um, She's All That, like mm-hmm. where I was like praising the characters for not being like weird with like underage women. And, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Then there's this. Anyways. Um, or or uh, I can't hardly wait. Can't hardly wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, Mike Dexter. What did I say? Misguidedly, but nonetheless. I'm going to mix. People in college. I'm going to mix those two up probably for the end of my days. That's okay. Yeah. I get what you mean by that because mm-hmm. like I did, I did like her and I think she might. I mean, we were talking about probably the genesis of the manic. Yo, what is heart, it called? Manic, manic pixie, dream, pixie girl. dream girl. Yeah, yeah, I got what you were talking about when yeah. you talked about it in the preview. Within the first fifteen minutes of the movie, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. her. That's her. He's completely correct. Yes, could be from other things, but like this was, or at least for the modern mm-hmm. era, this is definitely. I feel like that you know, kind of blasé attitude about almost everything, and you <laughs> yeah. know, just like. Not like other girls. <laughs> yeah. And I think like the way, especially that the, the people that she surrounds herself with are kind of self-absorbed mm-hmm. as well. So like a lot of people, I mean, and there was one character in there that was saying she's a phony, but she's I a know. genuine phony. Yeah, that was funny. Yeah. And I do. And I got, I, yeah. Funny enough. Yeah. That, makes that sense. was. Yeah. And that almost makes more sense. In mm-hmm. our era, to be honest, like I think there's plenty of people. Imagine if Holly Go Lightly had Instagram. Yeah, d- yeah exactly. I think we maybe talked about that, but yeah, one hundred percent. But yeah, she was just very. And that was the other thing too that I think made the movie less enchanting for me. I know people like this in real life. Yeah, I'm from a freaking artist town. I'm from, you know what I mean, like mm-hmm. other cities and stuff. And now I'm in LA. So many people are phony and it's not interesting to me. So many people yeah. are all facade or all image. Right. Even if they're not like, oh, I like designer label stuff, but they want a certain, they've curated a certain image yeah. that like, yeah, I don't know. It just exa- no, it's exhausting that. to me as an introvert. Sure. I can't yeah. deal with like that kind of personality. Like yeah. I just, mm, the older I get, the more I'm like, nope, I'm done. I don't want it. I'm done. <laughs> yeah, Exactly. I I kind I think that's what I like about the movie, if anything, because I do I like to see people I like to see people having a good time, and I, yeah. I think that there's a fair amount of that in this. The um, party scenes were fun, mm-hmm. but I mean, you looked it up, and that was not from the book. That is specifically from the director, right? Oh, or I think something. so. Or he added something sure. to something. I forget. Oh, sorry, I do forget offhand mm-hmm. what it was, but yeah. yeah. But I remember you looked it up, and it was like that wasn't anything that was in the book. So right, it, it, yeah, right. Because you were thinking there was Truman Capote's touch for to sure, that, which makes sense, but we, apparently maybe not. Right. So. And if you guys don't know who Truman Capote is, he was one of the first, like social, like commentary people mm-hmm. from from that era. Uh, he was famously very, uh, very good friends with like Andy Warhol and, and such. So 
he was definitely like going out to parties that were similar to the parties that we probably saw in the movie. And I think when you think about it through that perspective, it undoubtedly all the things that happened in the movie, whether it's the goofy little asides that don't necessarily matter. Those are probably like, it's probably autobiographical in a, to a certain extent. Well, yeah, yeah, you have to look at also every writer. Like, sure, people write about fantastic worlds that don't exist. Sure, mm-hmm. people write about professions they've never had. Like, I'm not acting like uh, writers only rip out of their own life. But also, like, it is a fun game of mine when, like, the writers I know in real life to like figure out when I'm watching their short or something like, Oh, that is ripped from their real life. Like, you know, or like, Oh, that's a specific opinion. Mm -hmm. That person probably either feels that way or knows someone that feels that way. It's not like a psychic thing. I don't have an eight ball. It's just kind of like you can start to pick apart like, Oh wait, this has a touch of them for some reason. You know what I mean? Even if it's completely made up and original, uh, cause you do write what you know. So I think mm-hmm. it makes sense that this was a Truman Capote yeah. essence, For if, sure. if you will. Yeah. Yeah. Story and, by. Yeah. yeah. I mean, cause even when we were watching it and I think at least in the first half of the movie, uh, the main character, God, I forgot his name, but, um, the guy, yeah, the guy, yeah. Ah, oh, shit. Wow. Um, <laughs> I was hoping you'd remember it cause I'm terrible at terrible. I thought that was in the front of my head. I can but, look it up. Um, Keep talking. I'll look it up for you. But yeah, but anyways, like, I mean, we both were like, oh, he's a gay man. We thought he was gay for the first 45 minutes. It's true. I mean, because he is a gigolo in it. Um, You know, there's his architect friend. That's what they... Wink. Or decorator friend. Yeah, Yeah. decorator friend. But he was... Paul Varjak. Oh, yeah, Paul Varjak. Yeah, that was his name. But anyways, like, he was... Getting, you know, obviously, he was a money gigolo. for sex. Yeah, yeah, he, <laughs> he was. That was happening to him, and he had a definite benefactor. Oh yeah. And um, I thought that I thought that was really interesting because nobody talks about that except for like American Gigolo. Mm-hmm. Like that's not really talked about that much. Not often. I think there was like an HBO show, Hung. I want to oh, say yeah, it was. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Um. I feel like I've seen it in something else that I'm just not placing right now. But you're right. It's it's all Pretty Woman. Not yeah. a lot of Paul Varjak uh, stories. Yeah. yeah. He was a writer as well. It wasn't like... Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I mean, he was probably like... He was probably like starving artist. And again, like watching this now, it is very strange watching this because these people are supposed to be like poor kind of in a way right. but it's like damn it's glamorous poor <laughs> they are so put together and mm-hmm. i i think that that's a very funny because now obviously i mean the economy has been destroyed by their generation let's be honest mm-hmm. <laughs> and um but you kind of see this yeah carefree kind of yeah and i and i think the both of them are kind of like that you know yeah and i think that's where they kind of do relate and uh well they're both imposters in their own right kind of slightly differently but yeah they're both yeah trying to move on up fake it till you make it that kind of stuff so absolutely and i think that's so important and i think that's a common new york trope i think you know la too oh yeah la perfect yeah yeah um but yeah she uh 
I think she also stole stuff too because I wrote down is she a robber? Oh, maybe that was one of my um yeah, I don't know. Well, she talked about when they were going into that like five and dime store, she was oh, like, yes. "Have you ever stolen or mm-hmm. something as a kid though as a kid like she made yeah. almost like a lady doth protest too much like i don't mean like yesterday i mean like when we were five but if right. you did it yesterday so did i like it kind of yeah. felt a little bit like that to me so yeah, maybe sure. that's when you wrote that down yeah maybe I yeah i did like that she ended up accidentally being an informant oh, yeah. or a i didn't crime see that ring. coming yeah, yeah i didn't see that coming i thought that was very funny yeah, and, and she still didn't get it. Like when the quote-unquote lawyer was also being arrested, yeah. she's like, "Oh, he'll be my lawyer," and he's like cursing her out. And yeah, she just she didn't get it. Like, I think there's an element of she didn't want to think that, but yeah, she. Um, she was so young; she was twenty. I know. I'm. She was thirty-one sh- when Audrey yeah. Hepburn herself was thirty-one, yeah. playing a twenty-year-old. I looked yeah. that up because it was driving me nuts. Uh, and also, I stand corrected in the preview. I said that she was related to Catherine Hepburn. Apparently, I was very oh, ro- I was very wrong about yeah. that. Because she's Dutch or Belgian, right? You're saying she was yeah, uh, she yes, born in Belgium, died in yeah. Switzerland. Yes, yeah, okay. that's what it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but for some reason, I really thought I read that somewhere. So, yeah. but I'm, when I'm wrong, I'm wrong, and I'll admit it. But hey, um, there's plenty of cousins out there. Yeah, I mean, they, if we, they go on, um, they're dead. But if we go on Ancestry.com for them, I'm sure we'll find a link. Yeah. So maybe I'm right. Maybe I'm going to die on this hill anyway. But yeah, no, they, like, she was 20. You don't know anything at 20. Oh, no, not at all. It kind of makes... This character made way more sense in a way when I found out she was 20 because most 28-year-olds, even if they're kind of immature, are not really running around acting like that. But wow, quite the life she's had before the age of 20. Do you want to talk about the whole child marriage of it all now? (laughs) Just get it out of the way. So uh, That bothered me. (laughs) Yeah, no, it bothered me too because I was like, ah, do we have to bring this into it? I get... Just make her older. Like, that's all I I would have said. It's like, make her 26... Mm-hmm. have her getting married at 18 but right still not great c- mm-hmm. considering the husband's age sure. but it's at least not it's not illegal. extra you <laughs> yeah 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 so buddy Epson uh appears in this and we had talked about buddy Epson previously he was supposed Wizard to be of Oz. yeah he was supposed he was the one who got aluminum poisoning when he was as you do as you yeah do. because you're covered in aluminum flakes for makeup in the wizard of oz so he was the one who was actually sent to the hospital and fired because it was his he was fault sick. For, for being allergic to poison yeah oh he, that, that's how dare horrible. he how dare he he'll never make mm-hmm. it in this town right but he he later on appears he very famous for being uh jed clampett in the beverly hillbillies mm-hmm. but uh so he comes around and yeah, Paul sees this guy like mysteriously like hiding. Yeah, wait, and that stuff. sequence, hold on. That sequence was so weird because it was like, I'm gonna go check this guy out. Because it, it was a misdirect where we thought he was stalking Paul. Yeah. Because he but because he but, was like I guess he wanted yeah. to talk to Paul to get to Holly because she like because mm-hmm. he wanted her to warn him, but it was still so it's like, dude, the second he walks away from the building, be like, can I have a moment of your time? Yeah. The whole theatrics of him running to the park. And yeah. I was just, I get it. It made for a more interesting visual story, but it mm-hmm. was still like, wait, 
very anticlimactic when you find out what he's really there for. I was like, it is, (laughs) it is for sure. I was annoyed. (laughs) I did not like it. No, I get that. I'm a horror fan, so I like that part because I was kind of like, ooh, is there? Well, I liked it until it was anticlimactic, and then I was like, all that for nothing. But. It wasn't for nothing because you got to find out her backstory that she you, was... Which she could have done at the end of the corner of the street. I mean, yeah, for sure. But I, you know. Yeah. Agree to disagree. You, you got to fill time. Well, because the thing is, before that, you're thinking that it is her, uh, the art, the interior decorator's husband. Oh, yeah, that's true. So yeah. they're, they're, I, I, yeah. So. A lot of misdirects. A lot yeah, of misdirects. which is what you, you got to keep... You got to keep on your toes, but then he, uh, Buddy Epson's character, Doc, he um, has to, he reveals that the Holly Golightly, that's not her real name, and she was actually married to him at 14. And I thought, so like, I think the weirdest part about it though, if I was Paul, I would be like, oh, I don't really know her. Hey, I'm gonna go yeah. back and talk to her and be like, "Hey, there's this guy Doc who confronted yeah. me and stuff like that." Like, that's I, what a friend slash sincere love interest does. Yeah, for sure. Mm, I yeah. wouldn't. I wouldn't necessarily have gone like taken him straight to her. But that being said, I think that was the most unrealistic thing for me. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a lot of. Them. But but th- that was pretty high on on that level. Yeah. But the thing is, is that it was really weird because she was like with open arms. Well, yeah, and literally got into his arms. He carried her across the threshold. That's her apartment. And then in the next scene, she's banging on Paul's window, saying he just won't get a hint. I <laughs> and know. And I'm like, look, as a woman who used to play games with men when I was a young young lady. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you learn really quickly. Oh, if you lead a guy on, they think that they like you. Yeah. Or they think you like them. So, like, you cut that shit out and you become yeah. a cold hearted bitch, you know? And, like, I guess, well, Holly's 20, so she doesn't fucking know. I guess but so, yeah. It was just kind of like, <laughs> she said it so earnestly, like, he just won't get the hint. <laughs> and yeah. I'm like, and I think well, in a lot of ways, it, it, I kind of feel like she's a people pleaser in a I lot think of ways. So. And it's. There was a lot of unresolved trauma, and I know I'm the trauma police sometimes, but it's just like even somebody trying to fake that much, like there's people we know in the improv community. Mm-hmm. You, me, and Jen, I feel like dislike all the same people. There's probably like a good five we could be picking from. Sure. But there's someone that, like, I because I've been thinking about this movie since we watched it a few days mm-hmm. ago, and I'm like, there's someone that we know that we do not care for who is very image based is very into projecting a certain image specifically mm-hmm. on social media, yeah. very into aesthetics, very into optics to an extent mm-hmm. and never works on themselves from the inside. Yeah. And it's why I'm not friends with this person anymore. It's why you guys mm-hmm. never got super close with this person. Mm-hmm. Other people feel the same way. And it's like, again, she's 20 and it's 1960s. There's not even yeah. better help. I get it. And that's not even a good service, like, mm-hmm. but it's available and it's cheaper. It's better than nothing not even our sponsors but i guess we'd take your call yeah. but anyway but it, but like it just it, it there's something so interesting to me about 20th century storytelling mm-hmm. because we're always uh, the writers are always writing about people that they see we didn't have the same vernacular the same language surrounding mental health and psychology and personality disorders and all the things of the things and once we find out holly's backstory i'm like 
oh dear lord like it's good to fake it till you make it to an extent but you have to be working on yourself from the inside to help all that catch up and not like blow your cover at a certain point and that little girl just had so much unresolved issues that was like very hard for me to ignore and no also the trauma of getting married to a 50 year old when you're 14 i know and then being a surrogate mother to like yeah to people that are not that oh, much God. younger than you to be honest I do like that they made the character of her husband though or the actor who played him was made a choice to not be creepy mm-hmm. yeah he yeah. did seem endearing and charismatic which and he seemed to care about her a lot he yeah did it could have it was a gross situation you can't put lipstick on a pig but it's better than a pig without lipstick. Yeah. I guess yeah, is what I'm trying sure. to say. So, uh, yeah, I'll allow it. I'll gross. allow it. <laughs> yeah, at least he wasn't super gross about it. Yeah. No, he and he presented yeah. himself fine. He wasn't some like greasy guest. Like, I sell mm-hmm. auto cars used and ugh, mm-hmm. like slip back hair. And... Yeah, exactly. He wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. He, I mean, yeah, I think it was the best that they could have done, which is surprising. I mean, because we haven't talked about the elephant in the room. Which is Mickey Rooney's character. Um, so, like, wait, the, can I just say something first? Uh-huh. I said in the beginning of our thing, yeah, like the intro, that like, oh, yeah, 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 I've seen the first ten to fifteen minutes. No, I must have not made it past the night first right. ninety seconds because he's in the first under five minutes. Yeah, and we both like, I clutched my pearls that I was not wearing. Yeah, at just how blatant and like unnerving it was and Mm -hmm. offensive all the things so i just want to say i did not see this movie i don't know if i just don't know i don't know if i wasn't paying attention i don't know if i quit before but like i i would have clocked that because i think i i think i'll say the same thing because i think when we were doing the preview review i was like I feel like I've seen this. And maybe, yeah. I think maybe I've seen the party sequence and I think that's right, it. But right. yeah, for it, because I remember we turned to each other and we we're like, oh, this is it front was a loaded. Gasp. It was a gas. Yeah. We were like, he's in this already and this is how I they're know. barreling in. But yes, continue it. You're, you're going to say a more educated thing about it. But I was just like, I just want to stand corrected real fast and be like, oh, mm-hmm. I, oh no. I would not have had a blase intro to this uh, preview review if I was like, yeah. I would have been like, buckle up. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, I think because I think. Uh, yeah, Buddy Epson's relationship to her, like I think that could have been worse, uh, done worse. Yeah, and I was like, oh, I'm, I praise the uh, the director about that, but then I'm like, oh wait, <laughs> you let this, and you had a really good point about it. Yours, what was that? Like, because, okay, I'll make, I'll say that with me then. Um, <laughs> I said, sucks these times, um, these days. Yeah, I can't say the words. Mickey, Mickey Rooney. I think we both agreed on it, but mm-hmm. like Mickey Rooney, if he was just Mickey Rooney. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally said that. Not Japanese. He could have just been a like a kooky landlord. Yeah, as Mickey Rooney. There, he I didn't mean, have to be another ethnicity, been, or he could have been like a Don Knotts, uh, Mr. Roper character. Exactly, like, that would have been so much more effective then and now. I don't think yeah. they were up in arms about this in 1961. I think I, mean, I said that in the preview been. review, but like as the decades have gone on, like I knew this was offensive 20 yeah. years ago, and I haven't seen the movie, so like it's in culture as being offensive. So, mm-hmm. I, or they could have, you know, there was other Asian people in the movie. They had they, Asian they people sure at the did. party. Yeah. So it's like if you were going to go full Asian, which it was still very Asian on top of Asian on top of it. It was still like a little yeah. something. But like 
They could have at least hired, I don't know, an actor that was Asian. Or, yeah. and But it didn't... Yeah, like you're saying, it didn't add anything to the plot. Not so, at all. Um, that it, the, uh, yeah, it just... Why? Why? You would have saved money on makeup? Uh, just had Prosthetics? Make money? Like, yes. there's some like, teeth thing or something oh that he was wearing that was just weird. It was a choice. It was weird. a bad choice. It was... Yeah. It was, I don't get offended easily, even if stuff is offensive. Like, I just think it's kind of, um, I'd rather put that into something more productive. Like, okay, let's figure out what's going on. Let's have a dialogue. Let's stay calm. Like, that's Mm -hmm. just kind of my trauma response to a lot of things. Sure. But, no, I was, mm, I was deeply uncomfortable every time he was on screen. And, yeah, no, I was kind of offended. I I was. This is maybe the first movie we've watched where I'm like, nope, I'm offended. Yeah. Yeah, Because even, like, coming to America, like, I mean, there were things on there, but it wasn't like this. Like, I don't think it was even close to this. Because, I mean, there's the obvious, I mean, because this is the problem that I have with, like, you know, Friends, even, like, Mm -hmm. rewatching Friends. Like the whole joke will just be that it is a certain ethnicity or mm-hmm. it is a gay person or right. something, and that is the int- that's right, the joke. right, 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 right. And it's like, oh, that okay, that's not witty at all, you know. Right. And um, lazy. but anyways, yeah, I, I, that's whenever, yeah, whenever he popped up. It and was quite literally like, popped up because he was like a klutzy guy yeah. who kept sleeping. Right below a chandelier, like uh, really a low hanging, a paper lantern. Yeah, a really low hanging one that he just never learned yeah. and like kept. Which to me was punching down. If you're gonna have like a yes. Don Knot style, um, klutzy kind of clueless landlord, mm-hmm. he can bump into stuff. That's mm-hmm. fine. But when you're using another ethnicity, uh, even if it was cast you know in in the role of an asian person like not mickey rooney it still is dicey because you're Mm -hmm. still like you know it's like rainbow casting where it's like oh we're gonna give people a part but they're not really gonna be human they're gonna be kind of like less than in a weird way but then it's a white person playing a japanese because he's japanese right that's what yeah yeah well even it then, felt like there the was a little bit of a yeah that's like that's what i mean by it was like i forget what i said a few minutes ago but i was just like it was Asian on top of Asian Pan-Asian, or something. Yeah. yeah. And, Which, yeah. all right, if you're at a Thai Chinese place, like Fusion, that's one sure. thing, but not in a movie yeah. about a person. I don't know. I don't know. It, especially, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know why they needed the otherness of it. Like, Mm-mm. because the thing is, there's plenty of people that are annoying that, yeah, I don't, I don't know. They could have... I, I, they're trying yeah. to do, sh- they're trying to make this character shorthand for something. Yeah. Like, oh, authority, like this person's kind of, you know. Well, he was the party pooper. Yeah. Yeah. The party pooper yeah. Or whatever. And it's Which like, is also kind of an Asian stereotype. Yeah, that's they can't what I was have fun. Say, yeah. and, ooh, like, they're not. Yeah. It's, it's, especially it was, Asian men. Yeah. And it, so it was, it was really, yeah, it was really weird. Um, yeah. I did not care for it. Yeah. <laughs> And that's that's like definitely... less than I thought. Like you know, when you go into something prepared, yeah. you're like, I won't be bothered. I know what's happening. Like it'll be a little bothered. No, I was bothered. Like I was. Yeah. Absolutely. Nothing could have prepped me for how aggressive yeah. that was. Right, and it really does show. Like okay, like the '60s, because I always look back on the '60s and I'm like, oh, 
you know, it's one of my favorite eras, like mm. especially 1961. I, I do like that era mm-hmm. a lot. But I'm like, damn. You really need to watch Mad Men. <laughs> I, yeah, I'll, I'll get to it. Yeah. Tell me when and I'll watch It's Creek and we can talk about Okay, sure. But, yeah. Because that starts in like 1960. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, that'll be a separate yeah. We'll do a Mad Men rewatch yeah. and Shit's Creek rewatch podcast. Oh, yeah. That would be fun, We're just going to have a podcast empire. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we'll we'll conquer all the things. But <laughs> I do think that, um, you know, like, when I do think about the 1960s, I'm like, oh, it was such a fun time. But then, like, watching this, I was kind of like, uh. Oh, really? I thought that – so you didn't think – because you found well, some no, of it I mean, fun. You found some of it. What oh, parts no, did I've, you not find fun? I've, I mean, just like the whole, I mean, just the way like it was kind of nobody batted an eye that she was married at 14 and you right, know, right. the way that they treated Mickey Rooney's oh, character yeah. or whatever. Well, yeah, guess, you remember yeah. that the good old days aren't that good. Yeah, exactly. There's they had still a lot of shit that they were still working It looked beautiful. Out. I thought everything yeah. was like really cool, um, of course, but... But yeah, I was like, damn, I think it was it was a good era for certain people or whatever. Yeah. And I think <laughs> Not if you're an Asian landlord yeah, yeah. played by a white man. Yeah. But anyways, <laughs> like I, I think it started losing steam for me when I would have liked for them to be platonic because I, th- I felt yeah, like that's where it was going. I kind of did. I didn't hate that it ended up being romantic but i yeah i had no idea what movie we were watching usually i'm predicting this stuff mm-hmm. i was like I, is he yeah. gay is he straight does he like her does she like him i have no idea right and i think and i and i'm of course if you're watching this in the 1960s people are probably gonna assume and it might be just the movie of its time mm-hmm. you know okay we can't have this character be gay so, yeah, that's what I was trying to figure out the whole time. Like, is it a wink, wink kind of? Um, yeah, kind of how like many uh, old sitcom characters were often like the bachelor, but they never went on dates, or mm-hmm. and it was usually because it was coded that they were gay. They just couldn't yeah. say it, you know, um, in the seventies. Because of course there was like gay writers in every writer's room mm-hmm. since television yeah. existed. So you know, I just couldn't. Yeah, I couldn't. It wasn't, I didn't mind that they ended up romantic, but I don't think it was believable to me. Yeah. Is that what it was for you? Yeah, I think it was that. I mean, I do get, I do like the idea of like kind of a con artist woman. Sure. And kind of a gigolo kind of get together. It's not an unlikely combination. It's it's not, but also they're not stereotypical in those they're classy con artists and gigolos. Yeah, exactly. So I, I think that the if they were more of like a traditional, because I watched this um, uh, like documentary about, you know, uh, women who work in the sex industry, they will regularly pay for men. Like they will pay men to do those things. Oh, with for them? their money like a, for them oh, yeah i've never heard that yeah and i was surprised by that and i was like oh okay i do get that because it's kind of like this is what i know you know this is mm. what you know this is i'm comfortable with this and like they kind of get something out of it as well gotcha. you know um and so i kind of feel like that kind of uh feeling with this where it's like these two people that are kind of like 
they're nice enough, yeah, but there's also yeah. like a hidden dark side to them. So I do like them. As they're not a... living respectable lives for yeah. the times. Exactly. Even for today's times, as much as we, whatever, that's a different topic, right. but yeah. yeah, we're trying, but we're not there. Yeah. And I think, you know, her trying to obviously marry up for most of the movie, that's, that's yeah. what she tries it's to It's like, do. I ain't calling her a gold digger, but I am. No, I mean, she's 100%, 100%. a gold digger. And blatant. It wasn't even a secret. Mm-hmm. Like, I know gold diggers in real life. Like, I'm mm-hmm. friends with someone who, I don't think married <laughs> for money. She never dated a poor guy, though. And yeah. she married a very wealthy guy. Um, But, like, it's so subtle. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's just like, oh, you have a pattern of dating rich guys. Mm-hmm. Or, like, oh, you like nice things, and that's interesting. The men you date can get you these things. But it's not yeah. like she only went as far to say, like, she pretended that she liked men who had... uh ambition mm-hmm. but right. most of her people have come from family money so yeah, that doesn't really hold up do you know what i mean so it's kind of like off, so yeah. i'm like well I, and she comes from i think some of her family is kind of gold diggery too mm-hmm. so it's but she was not holly go lightly though like she doesn't own it yeah i appreciate anyone that owns bad behavior there's a part right. of me that's always going to give you Get you oh. a little bit of a pardon from me, even if I don't condone the behavior, if you're yeah. owning it, like, cause I'm very East coast. So it's like, you know, I grew up between Philly and New York on the Jersey border. If you guys don't know. So I, I always appreciate some straightforwardness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, for sure. And I, I, I do respect that too about her. Like she tells all the plans that she has and yeah. you know, there's some things that she, and she doesn't necessarily see them as being wrong, which I kind of do think is, like, it does make it a little bit more endearing. Well, it's innocent. Yeah, it's innocent, yeah. And, um... But also, in these times, though, to be totally fair, I just thought of this. It's not that all women were gold digger, but women were still borderline considered property. Yeah. And it, in a way to escape a bad childhood, which she clearly had, or poverty, mm-hmm. if you could marry up, that was a good gig, even if you mm-hmm. didn't love the guy, because women were just starting to enter the workforce. Yeah. Again, after World War II, after they were told mm-hmm. to go back home after World War yeah, II ended. Right. So, like, there is layers to her gold digging mm-hmm. that's actually kind of appropriate for the time period. For sure. Because if you're a woman on your own in New York City in the 60s, yeah. marry up. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, that's how you're going to do better. I'm not saying it's right, but it's the mm-hmm. context of the time. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, it's... Ex- I mean, the only problem I have with that is that's all her goal was. Yeah, yeah. Like, she didn't have, like... I mean, because we are introduced to a very strong woman, which Clearly, is the... Yeah. Which is... Oh, no, but oh. I'm just saying the, the interior decorator. Oh, yeah, she was strong, like, yeah. she's... She knew what she wanted. She was like, I'll give you... Unapologetic. Yeah, and she was like, I'll give you $1,000. And she was like... Kind of, yeah, she was kind. Of, she was kind of in control, like she really was. And so you see that, and then you see like the way that it's like juxtaposed with like Holly Golightly, who doesn't have those ambitions. She mm-hmm. isn't an interior decorator that's wealthy or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's it's it, it would. I think it would have been more helpful because I mean, he's a writer. Like if she had some other ambition other than being quirky. Which I think she could have been an artist or something. I yeah. think that wouldn't have been a bad idea. She played music a little. I don't think she wanted oh, to be a yeah. big 
recording star though but um oh yeah she did i think also though i'm wondering if it's just the time where like women weren't taught to have ambition yeah you know and it professionally at least i mean clearly women did during that time yeah. for sure i'm not acting like it was the stone age but it wasn't as mainstream of an idea mm-hmm. right. so maybe it just didn't dawn on her maybe she was just a single gal kind of aimless kind of clueless mm-hmm. yeah and she's like, oh, yeah, this is what class is. This is how you do life. Yeah. Which is how all 20-year-olds think, <laughs> no matter what lane in life they're in. I mean, let's be honest. Like, most of those lives are just mysterious to us, like rich people's lives. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a mystery to what the insides look like and stuff. Yeah. And it's a lot different than we think, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. But I thought, yeah, maybe like it could have been worse in some ways. That could have been treated a lot worse. But I, th- I thought it was good. Well, uh, uh, yeah, Audrey Hepburn is so mm-hmm. endearing and charismatic yeah. of an actress, and just sure. kind of like a class act. So I feel like even if the character was written a little more sinister, mm-hmm. she still would have added dimension and hu- right hum- humanizing mm-hmm. qualities to it. So. Well, because we were talking about she was almost going to be played. Miss Holly Golightly was going to be Marilyn Monroe. Capote wanted her, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which I'm like, it would have changed a lot of things. I love Marilyn Monroe, Mm -hmm. but she is, she's just so different than Audrey. She just really is. And I know we talked about like the blonde and brunette, but she's just like a very different person like off screen we were like this probably started the blonde versus brunette war right low-key like i think they sure existed before but this solidified it if nothing no else. and you know Brunette's what it's equal classy blondes equal fun right i mean because she could have even been a brunette i mean she because she's naturally a brunette mm-hmm. i mean like even as holly go lightly she That's could true. have even if she was a brunette in breakfast at tiffany's i think she just would have brought just a different, different energy yeah because it's like oh yeah obviously like, yeah, you know. Well, I'm surprised that how Audrey Hepburn wasn't straight up brunette, though. Like, I caught that in the first frame where, like, she has highlights in her yeah, hair. Yeah, she does, yeah. And I read about it afterwards, and it was because she wanted to make her a little kooky, not like other girls, mm-hmm. if you will. Yeah. Like, not to play into the manic pixie dream girl. But, like, no, like, that was Audrey's intention, and she sure. liked it so much she kept it. But um, for some reason, I remember just from, like, the media, this movie being Mm -hmm. out and about in the world, I thought she was like a way darker brunette and not like a honey brunette with like highlights. I see her mostly in black and white photos. Mm, That's true. So maybe that's part of it too. But, but that kind of floored me. I was like, Oh, she's like lighter hair than I thought. And the black dress, the little black dress. I got to talk about it. It's a long black dress. Yeah. It's not a cocktail dress. I thought it was a cocktail dress. Yeah. It's a maxi dress. It's little because Audrey Hepburn's little, but yeah. it's not. But I could have, I think I, I feel like every time I see people dressed up as that character for Halloween or whatever, it's usually, yeah, a shorter dress. Short because, dress or yeah. just below the knees, but mm-hmm. not down to the ankles. Yeah. I was floored. I felt like I was Mandela affecting. Yeah. And I, I just kept waiting for another dress to pop up because there was a couple black dresses mm-hmm. in the film. Nope. They were all long. <laughs> all long. Yeah. I was like, Okay. Yeah. And the glasses are tortoise shell. They're not black. Because I always see oh, people yeah. wearing the black glasses. Yeah. No, they're like 
not even that dark of frames and they're tortoise shell yeah. technically and see i mean that's that is like i because i think mandela effects are usually more of games of telephone mm-hmm. um yeah. where people like interpret it and interpret it and interpret it because like one of i think one of the most famous things is like luke i am your father right right, right right no i'm your father that's the actual line but i know why i think luke yeah. I'm your father. It's from Tommy Boy. Right. And he's just sticking around in his office. Yeah. And he's like, Luke, saying, I'm, yeah. yeah. So it's like, exactly. So a and a lot of it's of like people. accents too. Like, I don't even know if it's sex and the city or sex in the city. I don't know. But I know one of them's correct. But they, for where I'm from, they sound kind of similar. Sex in the city. Which one yeah. did you say? I don't know. You know what I mean? I it's know. like an end. I, it's just an end. So it's like, because um, we Philadelphians slur our words. So, it's like I get why a whole bunch of people are like, no, it's whatever the incorrect one is. Mm-hmm. But it's we don't hear stuff and we, we conflate stuff memory wise right. too, or confabulate, you know, mm-hmm. or whatever the word is. And it's um, so, yeah, people have like, oh, glasses must be those little black dress must be black sunglasses, right, exactly. black and brown sometimes go together, like in your case, or sometimes mm-hmm. they don't. So it's. Right. And, and what's weird about this movie, it's not in black and white. I mm-hmm. think one of the. The interesting things about it is this is for, I mean, in the 1960s, I guess they, color was, I guess, more common, yeah. but like, I I was... Sub- Even in the 50s, it was, because yeah, there's a bunch no, of Grace it, Kelly movies. For sure. Grace it, Kelly movies are it was, but it was kind of like more of a choice, you know, like, yeah. or it was like, but I, I, I think out of the movies I that I've seen from this era, like this is definitely like one of the most vibrant. Um, yeah, it was really well done. And uh, so, like, it's it's weird that that's the part that got buried and yeah. oh, the way she looks and right. everything. So y'all y'all can see as clear as day all the colors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and there is a chance that maybe she did a photo shoot. Yeah, that's as true the character. Too. That's true too. That's completely. a good point. I mean, because we were talking about. Ikea famously, had, I mean, not famously, but infamously had a print of her um, at her store. And I've seen that print probably more than I've seen any piece of art in my right, life. Right, right. Um, everybody had it. I mean, you know, growing up, I had it. My friends had it in dorm rooms and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, it's and, a pretty famous. Yeah. yeah. So it's like from that, I think that's where we kind of get it from. And I think like that kind of goes into uh, one of my favorite artists is Andy Warhol. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, obviously he changes all the colors and stuff like yeah. that. So I kind of think that even like maybe there was an Andy Warholification of yeah. Lightly. Maybe. You know. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. But I think that's about all I have. Oh, I did like that it was Halloween time i guess oh yeah it was fall yeah <laughs> when they went to the five and dime and stole the mask uh, yeah and um i think one of our favorite parts was when they were getting the ring i in think frame. we both that was the only time i laughed mm-hmm. i thought you laughed too but maybe no, i'm wrong I yeah. yeah yeah um the guy who played the tiffany salesman was mm-hmm. my favorite character so in the funny. whole movie he just was such a great dry deadpan mm-hmm. delivery to the ridiculousness of getting a cracker Jackbox ring. Uh, is that really a thing? They like. No, I mean, they still have them now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I watch One Tree Hill. That's a whole plot point, believe it or not. But but it's just, I didn't grow up eating Cracker Jacks. Oh, so yeah. We I'm, used to. Yeah. I'm like. 
This no, like they used thing. to have okay. it in there. But I mean, mostly it's like, oh, it's a thing that you could look through where right. you could see different colors or, or whatever. Bracelet, that's stuff. what it was. Bracelet, in yeah. Tree Hill. But I mean, like, <laughs> the idea of getting it inscribed in Tiffany's is yeah. just, that's the funniest part of the movie to me. Like, that's mm-hmm. the absurdity I live for. Like, right. I love it. The real life absurdity. Because they wanted to get something for less than $10. $10. Which I was trying to do math, but I don't know economics that well so in mm-hmm. 1960 i'm like with inflation what would that i mean probably under 100 it'd be under 100 yeah like in today's times i think it would be under 50 to be honest okay so yeah i'm trying to so i know you can get like rattles and keychains for like the low 100s or maybe mm-hmm. 75 yeah. i don't know i haven't shopped i've never shopped at tiffany's but yeah. i know people who have and I've, I've paid attention um yeah. But, um, I mean, $10, it's definitely nothing to cough at, but I think, I think it would be around, around 50, maybe. I don't know. We'll, we'll I check on that later. I don't know how much it is to get anything engraved now, because I don't yeah. really wear a lot of jewelry, so. Yeah. I don't even know. But uh, that actor, I knew him from um, Twilight Zone. Mm, that's right. Yeah, you said yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. He was great. He's great. Yeah. And they, the, the, all the, that scene worked because all the performances were really good because they yeah. played it so earnestly, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. they knew, they knew how ridiculous it was, but they weren't going to tell the sales guy they knew it was ridiculous. Like, yeah. I like that there was layers to that. But scene. I like how the, yeah, he, yeah, perfectly dry, very, just very good. And, um, I, I think I like that whole sequence where they're about going about town Cause it is fun. I mean, yeah. that's like. I mean, we go we go around town sometimes. Uh, yep. To different places, and it, and it's fun to just run around carefree in a city. Yeah, you know? without like an agenda. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think especially like people watching this, like in the 1960s, they're like, "Wow, that's what New York's all about." You know? Which leads me to a point, though. This felt like I don't know if it's the literal genesis, but it felt like one of the earlier. Uh, solidifications of new york being a character yeah 100 <laughs> like, like how sex in the city i don't know which one it was uh you know like was like yeah. new york is our fifth character especially after mm-hmm. like 9 11 with like the emmys and stuff like yeah. so we really dedicate this to the city i don't know if that's what they really said but there's some clip that i saw mm-hmm. at one point where they're like <laughs> acting like I, I get it new york's cool i'm my family my extended family is from there and i grew up relatively close to new york mm-hmm. i love new york but I think it's pretty hilarious when it's like yeah. they make it like a character or like, yeah. I, what am I trying to say? I'm like blinking out on words right now, which kind of sucks. But um, yeah, it just <laughs> yeah, a little ridiculous, a little pretentious. Yeah. Maybe that's the word I'm looking for. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but it's also been done so much. So maybe in 1961, this was very aspirational. Oh. Where now I'm like, eh, this yeah. is hacky. I mean, I think, I think New York has always been like that. You know, I've, I've, I feel like I've seen some older movies where it's like, oh, you know, the big, you know, the, the country mouse classics, you know. Sure, but, sure. But this felt like very, yeah. like, New York's just in the background being the stylish character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Only but in New York. <laughs> at this time, it was a pretty hot spot. Only in New York. Spot. There's yeah. this, uh, Clark and I were filming TikToks on Hollywood Boulevard, and I used to go to Second City, which is right on Hollywood Boulevard, mm-hmm. and if I had to kill time, I'd just, especially when I was new here in Hollywood Boulevard, which is where the Walk of Fame is, uh, it was like a novelty, I would just go into like all the different tourist trap stores mm-hmm. and just kill time, and there's one, and they still have it, where there's, <laughs> I think there's Statue of Liberties, 
but they say Los Angeles on I it. I have no idea why they would do that. <laughs> and they still have it five years later. And unfortunately, we couldn't do a dumb TikTok with it because uh, people were standing by it or, or something, or it was like mm-hmm. kind of behind the register or something. But I was like, yeah, I really, I was like, oh, only, only in Los Angeles. Like that but was the hey, joke. But hey, everything, like I've seen so many movies that were set in New York shot in LA. True, true. So many, but yeah. So yeah, if you didn't get your uh, Statue of Liberty figurine in New York and you live in LA, go yeah. to Hollywood Boulevard. Just, oh, yeah. just a little, uh, little east of where Second City what, Right. still kind of stands but doesn't really exist anymore yeah and you can get your statue of liberty thing. which is so weird i couldn't believe that yeah <laughs> i didn't tell him what we were doing i just made him go into like five stores because i didn't remember which one it was. yeah so i mean i think people could probably even say that about us like living in la like whoa like this uh <clears throat> I think it's. I don't think it's to the same magnitude. Yeah, I think I, you're, you're right. right. We're both. No, right. I think we're you're both right. right. Yeah. But like, because I get what you're saying. There are like definitely TV shows mm-hmm. and movies that are like, LA life, man. Like LA. Let's mm-hmm. just. We're in LA. Guess what? Yeah. LA does this. Oh, people in LA are like this. Traffic in LA is like this. Mm-hmm. It's like the whole personality trait of like a movie or a person mm-hmm. or whatever. But. I think New York does it way more often. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely in your face. And I think most of the time when I do see LA, it's like trying to be a different city. So they're yeah. trying to like. Yeah. No, really, we're in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Ignore yeah. the bomb trees. Hey, I mean, but that's the thing about LA. Different parts oh, of the yeah. city. You Not look as glamorous. Completely different. Yeah. yeah. Go yeah. a little bit outside the city and it's kind of like looks like detroit or something yeah or like there's deserts or Mm -hmm. deserts that look like plains especially closer to la before you get into like coachella valley and stuff like Mm -hmm. so yeah i don't know so this is maybe the only rom-com where i actually was way more on the side of the guy than the girl interesting yeah okay because even if Mm -hmm. there is a genuine good guy in the movie like in a rom-com there's usually some kind of weird fatal flaw or boys will be boys or like Mm -hmm. something that just kind of like makes me inherently side with the girl, even if she's kind of problematic and maybe because it's, I'm a girl, but I thought he was way better than Holly Golightly. I just did. I thought, and it's funny because, you know, he's not living the most up and up life, Mm -hmm. but he was a sincere dude. Mm -hmm. He was, I mean, he didn't tell us if he was gay or straight, but otherwise he was pretty honest with his intentions. Right. Like he didn't play games of her. He just mm-hmm. kind of let it naturally evolve. He didn't weaponize. Yeah. He like he had a boundary when she wasn't interested. She he she kind of left, but yeah. he didn't weaponize that against her. Right. Like that was a weirdly progressive male that I haven't met a lot of in real life mm-hmm. in modern times. Yeah. And she was just kind of a mess. Yeah. Well intending she was 20, but like a mess who did play games. Mm-hmm. So like, I was like, Oh, this is yeah. maybe a first for me. Right. No, for sure. That's interesting. And in a lot of ways, she was more of a creep than, Oh yeah. He, I mean, he she crawled into his window yeah. at first. Yeah. And like role reversal, this was a role reversal. Rom-com right. To an extent. Exactly. Like, so there was definitely like, Hey, what are you doing? Okay, fine. Yeah. You know? And like, he wasn't a creep about it, which is like refreshing. He was like know? a genuinely nice guy mm-hmm. yeah. and not the nice guy trope. That's problematic. Mm-hmm. He was just a good dude. Yeah. Even, even, yeah. which is hard. That's a hard thing to play. I think also too, without it being campy or right. forced, you know? So, I don't yeah. Know. yeah, absolutely. I, I, I do agree with you on that. Yeah. 
and he seemed to really care, you know, definitely cared he about did. her. He yeah. did. No, I didn't doubt it at all. Yeah. It, yeah. So. Yeah. That's interesting. That, that is funny. Yeah. But yeah. he was, yeah, genuinely, I love that. And he was, the, the actor was so good. He was so good in that role. Like, yeah. I mean, he was kind of like, he was like, definitely like, oh, straight. <laughs> but, Allegedly. Like the straight, the straight man in yeah. the, right, um, right. Uh, like her being the unusual person, him being like yeah, yeah, yeah. the straight man. And he was, and I think he was, but he was also a good blend of, you know, being the straight man, but also, yeah, playing, being open, playing along with things like that. And, you know, I think even in the movie, they kind of show that she is his muse in, in a way. Yeah, Cause yeah, he, does he write, starts writing, yeah. Yeah, because he starts writing again. And she gives him, so I, so I think there is an interesting thing about the relationship in that way, because I think she is like somewhat inspiring and she is kind of like a good cheerleader for him. Yeah. But, but I do also, but I do also think that he should, he should find a nice girl. That's not Holly Girl Lately. Yeah, yeah I agree. Well, I want to yeah. circle back to that, but no, you, you bring up an interesting point though. Cause a lot of times when artists of any kind who are male, make a woman their muse they don't actually care about them it's about they kind of use them it's like vampire like like, for the for the art of it all but he did care about her Mm -hmm. so i think that's why he pinged so vibrantly for me i'm like oh no i'm way more on his side than Mm -hmm. than hers and then to go back to the last point you said yeah i don't like that they ended up together necessarily Mm -hmm. i don't believe that this softened vulnerable moment that she had is gonna last yeah and i don't believe um, I don't know who, I don't know if she loved anyone. Right. I didn't, like, what did I write? I'm not convinced she really loved anyone. Yeah, maybe he was the right choice, but she's also young and had to grow up more, and it's cl- not clear that they belong together. Mm-hmm. It yeah. wasn't like, oh, this is so obvious, just get together already. Right. No, exactly. Because it was, I mean, up until, you know, two-thirds in the movie, like, it's very, there. yeah, yeah. Like, even when Harry met Sally, they feel more duh come on kids we see it get together even though that that was not designed that way because the end of the movie was not supposed to have Mm -hmm. them getting together yeah and they were kind of polar opposites that were supposed to be friends and have some friction but Mm -hmm. not necessarily tension so like even that was a more obvious pairing with all that than paul and holly yeah yeah i think so i don't know yeah I agree, I but I do agree with yeah all that. Um, yeah, I it, it, interesting, and it's almost a relationship that I don't think that I've really necessarily seen. Uh, in yeah, a lot of well, things. like elements of it, but not altogether. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I because, think it's relatively unique. That's what I mean. To yeah, say, yeah, I would agree with you because, of course, mm-hmm. there's been friends that become lovers. Of course, there's been mr x of course there's mm-hmm. been muse relationships but not in the blend that this presented yeah, itself exactly yeah so i'll give it credit and I, I kept trying to and we talked about this you know behind the scenes but it's like what would this have been like to see this in 1961 mm-hmm. it probably would have been so refreshing because mm-hmm. even though like and i'm pretty okay versed with like 1930s movies and there's definitely quirky women and mm-hmm. multi-dimensional plots and characters more than you would expect but I, by then the Hayes Code had like happened by the time 1961 came along, and 
you know, the fifties, at least in terms of media seems very leave it to beaver. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's only one way to be a woman and that's a housewife and a mom. (laughs) (laughs) So like I can imagine being something of an eccentric girl myself. If I watched this at the time, it would have popped more for me. Mm -hmm. It would have resonated more. Cause I kind of feel like we're going to go with um, your Godfather analysis. You were like, the Godfather crawled so other movies mm-hmm. could could walk or run. Yeah, like a lo- like I loved New Girl a mm-hmm. lot. Like sure. uh, Jessica Day, especially ten years ago, was like I actually have a lot of her outfits. Like mm-hmm. before I saw the show, I was yeah. like, oh, I have that dress, or oh, I know where she got that from. I almost got that mm-hmm. dress, or like whatever. And I kind of felt like being somebody who's like grounded in my own way, but also is a little. Mm-hmm like you know i'll do stuff like that in real life you know like that was yeah. my holly go lightly mm-hmm. so I, I was like okay put it in that context all right i guess so but i still didn't love it yeah i get it and yeah. that's hey, you're hey like i tried i really yeah. i'm trying to like time travel and be like what would this be like but mm-hmm. and i do think that this is one of those movies where people remember moments about it yeah i, I maybe not the sum of all of its parts exactly so I, I think that that's kind of what I take away from it. Because again, like I, I said before, when we started this podcast, I don't think I watch movies as intently as I do, you know, now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and I think, honestly, if I would have put it on and been like, watched it, the you know, maybe some of those things would have, I would have maybe missed I don't, <laughs> or edited out in my head. But um, I think in having to address everything, you know, I, I think about it a lot, a lot differently. Yeah. yeah, it's a lot. Um, so we talked about the, 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 the manic pixie dream girl of it all. Uh-huh. But I also think that she helps solidify just generally quirky characters sure. for women oh, in yeah. general, like that are not necessarily the trope of manic pixie dream girl, but like mm-hmm. just the, the uh, Phoebe buffets yeah, <laughs> of right. the world, exactly. you know, uh, from friends or, even like, have you ever seen the rom com? And it's a parody, actually. They came together to no, I've Amy Poehler and Paul Rudd. Oh, um, I, I don't know why I haven't seen that, but no. Have you heard of it? No, it I'm, was, that's why I'm shocked because I love. There's both so of them. many people in the movie too. I can't even. I'm not even going to pretend to do the cast justice, but it's one of those like crazy casts mm-hmm. that are just like everywhere. Ellie Kemper, that just came to mind. But anyway, um. I didn't know about it either, but an old writing partner of mine for like four years ago made me watch it. Uh-huh. And it is like cry out loud laughing funny. How old is it? Wait, when did it... it came out 2014. Okay. Wow. I, I know, know everyone's missed it. And it's not like, I don't know if we should watch it for this podcast. Maybe when we finally get like the Patreon where we go a little rogue, maybe. But like it's a parody, but not like scary movie or not another teen movie where sure. they're not taking scenes or specific characters. They're taking the entire genre mm-hmm. of rom coms because they're all formulas mm-hmm. like that are really not that varied, and they just blow it up in the most absurd of ways. It is a perfectly done movie, if you ask me. It's mm-hmm. like one of the most underrated movies from this. Oh man! Like the yeah. past, like since the new millennium. And the thing that I want to talk about, and it's not a spoiler because they they literally do this in the first five seconds of the movie, is that, and I never noticed it until this movie, but they make Amy Poehler, who's the love interest, Mm -hmm. ditzy as hell. 
where she mm. literally not just like knocks something over, she full on falls down the steps. Oh <laughs> like my she god, just that's so funny! Bumps into stuff throughout the movie, and Holly had a lot of that. She was messy. She mm-hmm. was klutzy. She was like kind of ditzy. Mm-hmm. And if you look at a not every rom com like Meg Ryan and When Harry Met Sally mm-hmm. wasn't that necessarily, mm-hmm. but like there are just a lot of like we're gonna make give her dimension, and it's men writing women. So yeah. I know let's make her ditzy. Let's make her klutzy. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. I was like, oh my god, this movie has that in it because she was doing some of that so i just wanted to point that Mm -hmm. out because that tickled me a little bit i'm like oh shit that just didn't start in the 80s and 90s with the Mm rom-com boom no that started in the 60s if not before but definitely with this movie yeah because she was like oh and you know like um losing her keys all the time oh or, my god yeah. like it was kind of like that uh that was actually very funny, and then yeah. like it also just sort of felt like uh again cr- crawling so others could walk where she had like the the alcohol bottle in the mailbox and things that just don't belong in places and i feel like in sex in the city like carrie bradshaw would put her sweaters in the oven because she didn't cook you know so why would she not use that as storage and uh lauren graham and like gilmore girls i think did some similar yeah type well this is where this goes or i check my mail once a month or like just quirkiness like genuine quirkiness that most people wouldn't do maybe some do so i was like that was just very that was something that i mentally i think enjoyed where i was like oh this is where this this is a film lesson like a history of film lesson like uh huh got it 100 percent. yeah and i i really think i mean you could definitely find other i mean you could go I, i could think off the top of my head in Shakespeare there's plenty there are manic pixie dream girls in that <laughs> yeah 100 percent yeah um but I think as far as we the modern what we know you know like you were saying the you know the Zoe Deschanel's mm-hmm. and the uh being apartment 23s and or except for she's not she's like an anti, she's like like, an anti uh, yeah she's actually the opposite end of that but anyways <laughs> but yeah but kind of like quirky, the genesis though. she's yeah. quirky yeah uh, the genesis of that and um, you know I think that that's kind of where it's it's almost like yeah like you were saying it's a person that we know but we don't know we yeah. don't really want to get close to yeah basically. yeah 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 which is a lot of people mm-hmm. in comedy I've said that about a lot of people mm-hmm. where it's like yeah. oh they're my favorite person I never want to be close to I just exactly. want to just want to watch the fireworks right I don't want 100%. I don't want them to be my emergency contact I don't even want to mm-hmm. do lunch with them once exactly. I'm not even going to do the Hollywood thing we should do yeah. lunch I'm just going to be like bye good to see you bye yeah <laughs> 100% party or something. I think that's a perfect ex- example yeah. of that yeah and for good reason because the main person I said that about has been cancelled oh yep yeah, that'll <laughs> at do least it. from the clubhouse and he's not yeah. even using social media right now so yeah, I, my instincts were right. Um, yeah, I don't want to be friends with uh, Holly. Good Holly, go lightly. And also, oh, sorry, the whole cat thing. Oh she yeah, that yeah. Cat and, like, like I hugged my dog for like five minutes, yeah. and she didn't like it because dogs don't like to be hugged. But mm-hmm. I don't like animal abuse at all. Yeah, I don't. I, know. I don't like acting like you don't care about your animals. I am weirdly mm. attached to mine. Always mm-hmm. have been. And yeah. It was like, okay, cute concept that sounds deep. We don't belong to each other. I'm not even mm-hmm. going to give him a name. Cat named Cat. Fine. Yeah. Whatever. But don't take him in a taxi and then ditch. Oh, I guess yeah. he collected him, but still. But yeah. Paul did. And but. he went to, yeah, he went to go do that, you know? And she was like, I don't want the cat. And he was like, oh, well, I'm going to go and help the cat. That's what I was saying. It's like his save the cat moment, except for at the end of the movie, which mm-hmm. usually the save the cat moment is usually at the beginning. Yeah. Um, but yeah, 
But that's about all I have for the movie. I think that's all I have. My only two notes that we didn't say that are not that deep or important are just uh, she looks like a wealthy widow outside of Tiffany's. Sure, yeah. And we kind of touched on this, but the party had so many different ages. Like it was like, yeah. I'm like, are people collecting scene, like social security at this party? And again, she's quirky and she's a phony. That's mm-hmm. real, and it kind of t- tracks. But it was yeah. still an interesting, you know, mm-hmm. thing. But we haven't talked about. There's no breakfast at Tiffany's. We haven't That's really true. talked about that. Yeah. It'd be remiss of us not to talk about that. No, I, and I remember almost like we were talking about it, and I almost feel like it's in a sitcom where they're like. Oh, you can't actually have breakfast at right, Tiffany's. Right, right. Maybe even been like friends or something, but like. And I think I thought maybe back in the day you could have, but they've discontinued but it. But because there that's are, more department stores, though. I feel. I guess so, but in those times, maybe they were all a little bit mm-hmm. more similar. Because yeah. I think a lot of department stores started niche and kind of expanded. I might be wrong, mm-hmm. but um, because I know is it Bloomingdale. I don't know. There's Nordstrom's one... has a cafe. Okay. Because in... I was in New York City with some friends and we were going to go to like a restaurant that they have there, but then we vetoed it for a million reasons. But uh, yeah, so I was like, oh, mm-hmm. maybe in the 60s. They yeah. Did. But yeah. no, they just, they had champagne before breakfast and then yeah. went to Tiffany's, which is a little bit of a, that's the name of the movie. They <laughs> Can you yeah. imagine? Champagne before breakfast, before we jaunt over to Tiffany's. Like, what's wrong with that title? It's not too long. It's a mouthful. And hey, no, we need to shorten it because we want Deep Blue something to make They could have at least smuggled in a bagel and ate it while they were looking at like brooches. I'm just saying. I don't know where, yeah, I, yeah. That is very true. I don't know where that name came from. Yeah. I mean, uh-huh. it's catchy. Breakfast at Tiffany's. And <laughs> gave uh, inspiration for that song by the band that we've renamed Deep Blue Nothing. But <laughs> Oh, Deep Blue. Yeah. Deep Blue Nothing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think that was the end of my notes. Uh, yeah. It was just a collective. It was just, uh, it was neutral to me. It was, sure. it was fine. Yeah. I'm not going to probably rewatch it, but it was yeah. fine. I yeah I I was I ready it was for fun. it to be over though I yeah, was ready it's I I will say it's not a movie that I'm like dying to watch again or show somebody else I think that's a true test to some yeah. of the movies where I'm like I where I'm like oh you need to watch you know me being the people <clears throat> who are the opposite side of us where they're yeah. telling us to watch things so yeah I think the other test of it too because like I think the Besides Coco, I think the last three movies that I haven't seen have been The Shining, The Godfather, and Breakfast at Tiffany's. And I was thinking about this today, and I was like, you know what's weird? I am not a horror person. That is just not my genre. But I like The Shining out of those three movies Interesting. the best. And the reason being, and I think I touched on it with you and Ryan when he was here and we did The Shining episode... Like, it was art I kept thinking about, even mm-hmm. though I kind of left with it being like, eh, it was okay. Yeah. Like, not that dissimilar of a reaction as Breakfast at Tiffany's, to be honest, like, in the moment when the movie ended, where I'm like, oh, that's what this was. Yeah. Okay. But I kept thinking about it. And to me, that's a testament to good art. Mm-hmm. You know? And I even 100%. sent you and Ryan a YouTube link about a different she theory did. that I found on yeah. YouTube, kind of on accident. So, like, I'm interested in the folklore of that movie. Mm-hmm. And it... It left an impression on me. This and The Godfather didn't really leave a big impression on me, right. to be honest with you. So that's that makes sense. Yeah, though, if you're going to reference yeah. it, if you're going to tell someone to watch it, or if you can't stop thinking about right. it, right? Whether you love yeah. it or hate it, or or even feel indifferent to it, but if you're mm-hmm. still thinking about it or telling yeah. someone about it, obviously it did its job because it, yeah. it entertained you and it. Because that's what I always think about, like um, Twilight Zone, it's right? Like, 
there's a horror to it and people are always like oh these special effects are so bad you know because it's half the fun of it to me though it it is i love the twilight zone but even then i think more of just the concept of it being like oh my god same thing with black mirror like in modern days like you it's more of like oh my god this concept is so it's cerebral horrible yeah 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 Yeah. anyways yeah i guess that's our breakfast at tiffany's episode Mm -hmm. next week we're going to be watching (laughs) bridget jones's diary oh my gosh yeah we don't know how we're going to feel about we've actually uh, already discussed it on camera we've already filmed the intro haven't seen the movie yet and uh we've also made watch the episodes we're we're not even sure what movie we're watching Mm -hmm. and i saw it when i was like 15 i want to say but I don't remember it, so uh, might as well not have yeah. seen it. And we couldn't figure out uh, the differences between this movie and another movie, Love Actually, yeah. that we're going to see later in December. So, we don't know the difference. Hey, <laughs> you'll be just as surprised as we are. Or you're going to scream at watched. us the whole time and be like, you yeah. donkeys, like, are you serious? Right. <laughs> you idiots. So uh, tune in for uh, another rom-com. It's a little mm-hmm. rom-com heavy, I think. A little bit this month, but mm-hmm. uh, not super. So yeah, it uh yeah. But Merry Christmas to you. No, I'm kidding. Never say that to I me again. I'm okay, getting yeah. loopy. So okay, uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. I think it's my feeding time, and I'm just yeah. Uh, yeah, we were supposed to film this like hours ago, and mm-hmm. long story short, we're filming it now, and now it's cut into our feeding time. So. We're going to do that, but... Or, like, dinner time. Like, there's so many better ways to say that. What are you talking about? We are not cattle. I'm an animal. What are you talking about? Human beings are animals. It is our... (laughs) You're an animal, too. God. God, don't leave me... Homo sapiens. Okay, it's a species. Okay, we're homo sapiens. Okay. We're mammals. Um, I know science and zoology to an extent. Just... I'm Lauren Blair Donovan, Blairosaurus Rex. And I'm Clark Kinez other Clarksy. Follow us, subscribe to us, share the love, and uh, we'll be back being very British, I'm sure. For yes, Bridget we'll be, Jones' we'll diary. Oh yeah, it's British. Okay. Even Renee Zellweger uh, has... I forgot about that. <laughs> That's crazy, isn't it? Okay, never mind. I'm not going to do that ever again. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs>